You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode number 11 with Chris Arsenault. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, success stalkers, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce our guest today, Chris Arsenault. Chris, are you ready to stalk some success today? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to you know, share and uh, where I've been, and I'm excited about it all. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, Chris is a professional golfer, motivator, community leader, entrepreneur, educator, philanthropist, ambassador, spokesperson, and catalyst. He's also CEO and founder of the Darby Foundation, whose mission is to create exposure and lifelong learning and fun in the world of golf for our youth. He's received more than 15 awards and nominations as it relates to golf, community service, and leadership, and many more. And Chris was also named one of the most amazing men by Southern University and USL in Louisiana, where he attended. So Chris, I've given our listeners just a little overview. So take a minute, tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your success path. Well, I guess the easiest way to start, it basically starts from the beginning. You know, I was a little kid uh, growing up in Louisiana with a dream. You know, I watched uh, men on the opposite side of the fence of the golf course, and I said, you know, this is what I want to do. And I watched them both black and white, nice colors, and, you know, all the fluorescent olive colors, greens and, and blues, and I also saw some women, but they were more dominated by men. And I was that little kid driving, you know, watching them, you know, like a ball hawk, like a predator, waiting for them to hit the ball over. I never had a dream or a goal of, uh, you know, of uh, playing a game. But from that point, I didn't realize there were doctors, lawyers, engineers, entrepreneurs, all on the other side of that fence. And they had a smile on their face. There was something that was captivating to me. And I said, man, what is that? And here's a little kid, you know, from a single mom with six kids, father had passed away, and, you know, and really, you know, didn't really know what I really wanted to do. And one day, I guess I was just feeling lonely. And um, I'd been going through some challenges as a kid. You know, very good kid. I mean, you know, no trouble, just a quiet kid, you know, all to myself. And when my father passed away, it really, you know, pushed me down. And, and you know, and, and it was very hurtful for me because I didn't really have that figure around the, around, the, around the house and the community. So my brother-in-law kind of picked up that place. But getting into that part where I was doing my neighbor's lawn one day, and he, you know, he um, when I finished doing his lawn, he gave me a glass of lemonade. And I walked in, drinking a lemonade, getting ready to put down, and I saw a golf club. And, you know, in the corner, and I grabbed it up and started swinging in the air. And he said, wait a minute, you're going to break a light fixture, you know, a lamp. I said, Cole, hold on. And in the, in the ashtray of his table, uh, his coffee table, he had seven golf balls. So he said, you can have these and that, and that ball in these uh, golf clubs. And he showed me how to hold it and everything. And that time I loved when that game got, because the club hit my, my hand at that time, and I just fell in love. But little did he know, my front, my backyard faced his front half, front of his house. So he worked seven on, seven off, all shifts, all field. 
So when he came back, he had every window broken on the front of his house. Boy, when I tell him. <laughs> so my mom, you know, we lived on Louisiana Avenue, Pershing Street, right in that area, right, you know, a block from the golf course. And my mom said, that's it. You know, you got to go and meet your uncle. From that point now, I, got, I was able to get on the inside of the fence, and I watched all these individuals because I, I was on the outside, and now I got a chance to be on the inside. And that's where my introduction to the game, you know, led me meeting all these individuals, Ron Guidry, Shirley Peacock, Leslie Peacock, um, Earl Peacock, Dalton Bhutan, Roland Malville, all these individuals that have played, and I didn't realize it because I only had, knew my uncle played the game, but I had no interest or desire until my neighbor that gave me that club. From that day, my uncle, and Mr., uh, the late B.J. Johnson, early uh, Florida Andrews and B.J. Johnson, took me out to a big barrel club and assembled me at a club, and that day I had my... Uh, the game that saved my life because crack was hit the street at that time and it was, you know, running rampant, you know, in that point. Now I always had the dream. I, I was sitting in the clubhouse and listen to all these dreams about the guys that would travel the world and the stories about everybody. And I just started daydreaming. Many times I would just fantasize and just think about one day I'm going to read and, and do so. I would be reading magazines and I, I shared this article sometime, you know, magazine about um, my life, you know, what I would picture what it would be. And, and my mom said, my mom said to me, Keep reading. My mom said, dream that dream. You can be like that, that kid that kid in the magazine. And it's so touching, you know, to my right. heart because she said, dream that dream, and you can be like that person in the magazine. And I was looking on the inside of the magazine. I didn't think I was ever making a front cover. So I'm being written out now. As I just made the front cover of African American Golfers. I just, I'm being written about in Singapore and Brazil. I've been all the American Airlines, uh, arena, American Airlines, uh, um, VIP section, you turn on one page, it's Paris Hills, on the next page, I'm there. So, I mean, several other magazines and being developed about all, but here's a young man that never had, you know, they had to walk away from a scholarship, as I explained to you earlier. I had, you know, when I went to Southern University right. through high school, I did all this great work in playing golf, and I got scholarship opportunities that came, but I never had a pool, so I had to go there, you know, this, this, you know the first semester to prove myself, and then that week, I, one week, within one week or two weeks, I received two phone calls. One from my coach telling me, my future coach telling me that, you know, you're, you're in compliance, you got an opportunity, you know, there's a scholarship here for you. And the next week, I received a phone call from my mom telling me she couldn't pay her rent. So I was faced with a most, you know, tough, life changing decision. The thing that I had dreamed of was gone. So I, I left from Southern, Southern University after that first year and came home. And this is where the whole my whole life just went like, what what am I doing, Lord? I'm working night receiving at Walmart on Johnson Street, going to school during the day at the USL, popping revivals to stay alive, <laughs> to you know stay awake, trying to help mom pay pay her bills and everything. So which one did you do? Right, right. The job became more overwhelming. They made me a manager, and you know, and the next you know I moved from night receiving to day because I couldn't do the job. Uh, I couldn't go to school anymore. It was just too much. I was, you know, you can't live on two or three hours a week. You just couldn't do it. I don't care if you're right. at what age. You just can't do it. So the bills, the bills became overwhelming. So it was just, you know, from that point now, it allowed me the opportunity to move to New York and and pursue my dream on another level. Well, Chris, we're going to dive way into your journey a little later in our interview. But before we do, we always like to start Success Stalkers Radio off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Um. I say one of the quotes I would share, I think one of the ones I should share with today, we're all going to be leaders at one time, but it's the first time we got to take what we're learning and teach it to others. And I think that's the most, you know, in a nutshell, that quote that I uh, pressed today, because I have a future event coming. But I just, that, that quote right there, I think, 
which signifies my life. I've been able to pass the baton on to the next individual. Well, that, that leads me to the next segue. That's great, because I was going to ask you to give me an example. Give us an example of how you've been able to apply that same mantra and that quote to your journey, you know, along your journey. I think the number one thing is action. Many people have an intent or an idea of what they want to do, but they don't apply action. That's been one of my things that sets me apart of, across of everybody. Every have, everybody has some idea, some dream, some goal, some desire, some imagination, something, some thought, but they never apply action. And that's the point because of fear. They're scared. Somebody's going to talk about me. I'm not going to fail. So all those things come up. That's awesome. You know, I can certainly relate to that. I, I know what surely what it felt like to just be afraid of almost everything when I was pretty much growing up. And, you know, and especially in as an entrepreneur, you know, and I know it can be really daunting at times. And it just seems like, you know, you, you just have an opportunity to fear everything, but you have to keep going. Um, and the next thing is, you know, let, here at Success Talkers Radio, it's all about the journey, the story. We really like to dive deep into the story and the journey. And so, but we want to focus first and foremost on a failure. I want you to tell me a time, take us back to a time where you pretty much fell flat on your face, you know, and, and just take us there and let us be right there with you and then share with us some lessons that you learned from it. I would say um, one of the things that hit me, hit me like a Mack truck was, having a contract, getting ahead of, you know, a multi-million dollar contract. I dreamed about this whole thing, like I was telling you a minute ago, fast forwarded, I'm in New York, prayed about this, worked for it, the, you know, desires all there, and then I get the contract, and there's no money. And that right there, had, had to, I had to hit the road. I mean, I went on tour with no funding, I had to sleep in a car. I mean, it was just horrible. You know, you know, I can't imagine a tour player that's going out there playing tennis or basketball, sleeping in that car, because they had no funding for uh, you know, to you know, because if you had if you stayed in a hotel, you didn't have money to eat or travel. So right. those challenges that you know that you have to pick up yourself and say, okay, I got to do something about this. Forget about everybody else. What I'm going to do, and that's what the point. Looking at the logistics. Wow, wow. And so, some lessons that you learned from that. What what would you say you actually learned from that that whole experience? That we're stronger than we think. We're stronger than we think, and you know, of course, sex. You know, when you're out there, you remember you're here as a young kid leaving from Louisiana. That left all my family and friends behind, and now I'm on the road. It's even worse now because I don't know anybody out there. I'm walking into an event trying to qualify in the U.S. Open qualifier or, or moving into a, uh, an arena that I know no one. I'm in, out of my comfort zone. So those things there. Right. What courage? You, know, you gotta you gotta be courageous, and you gotta. It's all self motivation too. But the one thing right now, if you're able to still stand tall in the midst of the rain, the storm, of everything, you're gonna make it. And that's what what's been there for me because I've withstand all the different things. You imagine a tree going through all the different environments in the cold weather. You know, a tree has to withstand all everything. You're absolutely right about that. You are absolutely right. Well, let's go forward and as we transition to the other end of the spectrum, the aha moment, um, the light bulb moment. Because just like, you know, you've had lessons that you've learned from failures, you've also had some amazing ideas, you know, through your journey. And that has, you know, helped you to become successful. So just tell us one of those, Chris, one of those aha moments that you can remember. And, and remember, this is a story. We want to, you know, want you to take us there. We want to be right there with you on the ground level, you know, during this time in your life when you had this aha moment or this light bulb moment. And tell us some steps that you took, you know, to turn that light bulb moment into success? Usually put and usually said, we all have a product. But how do we get that product to the shelf or to the street? Golf is, I would say, 
where the numbers are against us, the numbers don't lie. I mean, you turn on the television, you see what it is. That's exactly what it is. But with that being said, not using it as any excuse or anything, but I had to figure out a way how to get my product into the schools, into the community. So I, I started off with a one-man show in every church, every community, um, in schools. So I said, wow, I'm, doing, I'm having success, but it's not enough. So I had to start taking on hosting career days. So it, it gave me control of what, co- what was able to come into the schools and what was able to, you know, set up. So I was able to get golf into schools, and now it's a phenomenon. So with that being said, wow. that idea of action has taken it now to where I'm getting ready to launch in the two weeks, the Global Career Empowerment Summit, which is going to be um, major, which will be hitting, hitting Louisiana, and um, hitting Louisiana, Hempstead, New York, Queens, New York, and we're going to be doing an opening gala. Now, not only that, I'm bringing the best of the best to the table. So that aha moment, light bulb from that action, built the momentum to what it is now, mm-hmm. where it's going global. Wow, Not only just the kids, awesome. but also adults, where I've received the lessons from uh, the Department of Economics, um, uh, asking me to, you know, to have their people that's on social service be a part of the program. Mm-hmm. That they're looking for jobs. So this is going to teach people with jobs, entrepreneurship. So what I was doing on the school has magnified on many more levels. But I had to have that experience. I had to have that experience. I had to have the courage to take it into the schools. And, you know, everything today is about, everything has to point to something. And your ideas continue to span. You may not, you may have your hands on it, but just kind of keep going back to the drawing board. Keep massaging it. Keep changing your approach. That is key. Action and changing your approach. That is the key to success. That's good stuff right there. That is good stuff. Well, let, let's shift for just a minute uh, because I want to shine the spotlight on you, my friend. So just share with us one of your proudest entrepreneurial moments. Wow. I think, um, if, well, starting off with the pain side and then moving into the the, uh, the great part is when I didn't get accepted into uh, this the teaching program of golf, it broke my heart. And my mentor grabbed me and said, what are you doing? Why you got your head down? He said, this is a platform for you to go and, sh- you know, change this whole world. Remember, you're a little kid that was sitting in the clubhouse at 12 years old listening to all these individuals. And now here's your, here's your, here's your world is your stage right now to go and put it all. And I explained to you earlier, it's been a very t- painful and cheerful journey, the rejections, but I kept picking myself up. So with that being said is when I incorporated the Darby Foundation, was the best thing ever that I could ever do. But not only that. I named it after my father. He never got a chance to see my success. So as an honor, as I look, I do things with honor and respect and loyal and courageous and courteous. And I think about if my father was here, what would he want want to see? He wanted to see me doing this. So it's it's his honor that I set up the Darby Foundation. It's not not Chris Arsenal. It's not Chris Arsenal Foundation. It's called the Darby Foundation. And not only has it been a phenomenon, this little kid out of Louisiana with a dream that's in New York City now. That is just that is just a beautiful story. It's just incredible. And I know this is so inspiring to so many of our listeners because it's certainly inspiring me. Well, we both have been entrepreneurs for quite some time and we both know the roller coaster of emotions that, you know, that sometimes we can experience on a daily basis and you know, one day you can be up and then within the next twenty four hours you're frustrated and sometimes ready to quit, which you like you just explained a few minutes ago. So tell us how you keep your focus on a daily basis that you know, to keep that end result in mind each day. What do you do? I think you have to have the goal your goal written in front of you in your pocket 
on your website, I mean on your uh, wall, this has to be, you have to be playing it in your mind every day. Winners are always thinking about how to win. And if you okay. think about winning, you will win. If you think about being successful, you be, you will be successful. But if you, you listen to that old thing that you're going to amount to nothing, you, you, you can become that too. But anything you think you can become. So one of the things to me, my daily uh, routine is poetry, reading poetry. Not only just reading it, but sharing it with the world. Uplifting, motivation, spiritual, the good book. Right. You know, and thinking about the David and Goliath stories. Those things there are, you know, everything that we do, we're, we're dealing with is not a failure. It's a part of our development. We have to understand that. It's a part of my development. And when, when my stage is ready, when, when it's time for me to, for those Hollywood lights to hit on me, I need to be ready. You can't sit there and, oh, I'm going yes, to get the right phone. I'd be like, get ready. No, you have to be prepared every day because you don't know when you're going to get that phone call or meet that individual or sit with someone that's that can help you take your dreams to the, to the next level. You're absolutely right because, you know, I feel – that same way because you know I had to prepare myself even before I started this this podcast Success Talkers podcast you know each day I, I had that dream you know and I'm going to share that story a little bit later you know on, on another episode but being prepared you know I had to be prepared for this opportunity you know when it when it came so you know I I had vision boards and you know all those things you mentioned I did that you know, on a daily basis, I had the index cards and put my goals on those and kept them in my purse or my wallet, you know, wherever I went. And uh, and I also had a mentor that kept me accountable to those things, too. So it's so important. Um, the, and I heard you mention that you had a mentor. So tell me a little bit about your mentor. Well, he, um, I remember, when, wow, so tough for me to say that because it makes me tear up, almost tear up when he, when I think about what he told me. I was going through some most tremendous time. I mean, having the success. You imagine coming home and receiving the key to the city and still not getting the respect and still not getting the funding and the support that you need. It's very tough. Martin Luther King Award, every possible award that, that's out there I've received. Unless, now, the next thing I think is the White House, President Obama or somebody calling me or one of these big, you know. Yes. So I say that to say <laughs> this, that he grabbed me. He said, what do you really want to do? And he screamed in my ear. I said, what do you mean? He said, what do you want to do? I said, I just want to help people. We said, that's it. Focus on what you're doing and forget about everything else. It's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Chris, you're in the game. The coach will call you when you think and believe you're ready. But you've got to be ready. What is it that you really want to do? So that's what I share with everybody. Find out what you want to do. Go crazy. Lose your mind. Let them all talk. Oh my gosh, I'll tell you this. I am just so loving this interview right now. So next I want to do is, is if you can, just share with us a little bit about some of your latest projects. I know you have so, so many things going on. You kind of touched on a little bit a few minutes ago, but what's one thing that's really exciting you right now in your business? Well, the number one thing right now for me is the Global Career Empowerment Summit and Institute that we're uh, launching in the next two weeks. You'll be seeing a press release or something out of that very soon. That's going to focus on entrepreneurship, setting up a platform for these individuals that may have the skills but may don't may not have the resources and contacts. So we're going to start from the A to Z. It starts with a three-day empowerment. We're going to be going using the platform of the churches, and then you know we, we open it up with an empowerment segment with some you know some other celebrity guests, and uh, and then we move into the workshops all through the event. And then the and then the end of it we have what's called a living room experience. We cap it and utilizing, having the vendors there as well, speaking about leadership. That's the summit that goes from place to place. 
The other part is the sustainability, which is called the Global Career Empowerment Institute that runs around the clock helping people with jobs, doing uh, recaps on meetings, helping people get the skill sets and everything they need, how to dress, how to talk, how to speak. All those things are important. So I started thinking about everything yes, that I can do. And I said, this is bigger than golf. So I'm standing before God last year and said, okay, I tears in my eyes. I don't understand this. I've done everything you asked me. He said, and then he sent me back to go and put this together. Well, I'm really looking forward to getting more information on that. And, you know, especially when you guys get here to Louisiana, I definitely want to be a part of that, um, you know, however I can. So, yeah, we'll definitely be talking again about that. So uh, so what was it that held you back from the beginning, from becoming an entrepreneur in the beginning? I think fear was the one thing thinking that I can do it. And it was my mentor mm-hmm. that told me, you know, you can do it. And uh, he'll be there for me, just by me sharing that one thing from me that he was going to be there to support me along the way because he had made multi-million, he made millions of dollars himself. So he he helped me with that fear and what what what, what, what I thought I didn't have, I had. Because I had been doing it all my life, but I just needed to put line my words up with my action. Fear, wisdom, and knowledge. Good. And what is the best advice you've ever received? Well, as um, my mentor telling me to set up this... Uh, foundation and it would be a, a stage for me to use you know use my drive my determination my skills my talents and gifts to be a ble- blessing and also the number one thing like i said before is taking action that is the number one thing that okay. helped me move forward and can you share one one of your daily personal habits that you believe that attributes to your success just one one personal uh, habit uh, a good book and of course the other i would add is poetry and quotes Okay, good, good. All right. And, Chris, do you have an Internet resource or a business tool that you can share with our listeners, something that you use on a daily basis? my uh, website is what I uh, use. You know, I put a lot of stuff in my community page. But I'm on Instagram. I post a lot of motivational things. But my core piece has been John Maxwell, Tony Robbins, Lewis Brown, Zig Ziglar, people like that, and Tony and Brian Tracy, individuals that I can tap into. So I would encourage everybody to, you know, dive into those things and, you know, fill yourself up with positive things and coach yourself, coach, cover yourself, you know, like Teflon, you know, because, you know, a lot of negative things that we deal with daily you know, to help you, you know, break through that core. Absolutely, absolutely. And that kind of leads me to my next question. Uh, what book would you recommend to our listeners? Um, I would say, um, As a Man Think It and The Game of Life. And of course, the book, the good book, would say, I mean, it's very tough to get the David and Goliath story. It's probably the most inspiring thing about using what he has and yeah, being himself, although he was, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with a giant. Well, hearing your journey was just truly inspiring, Chris. And, you know, let's end this with you giving our success stalkers, listeners, one parting piece of guidance and, and sharing the best way that they can find you. And then we'll say goodbye. I'll say, uh, dream big. Big dreams, go for it. Believe in yourself. And the number one thing is taking action. You can do it. You got to believe in yourself. And if you can reach me directly uh, on my website, at, you can you know, follow me there at www.darbyfoundation.org. And you also can reach me by email at info at darbyfoundation.org. 
Good, good deal, good deal. Well, Chris, our listeners, they can also find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today at successstalkers.com slash Chris Arsenault, and, and, they'll, and all those show notes will be there, everything that we discussed today, and they'll be able to go back and listen to the interview. And uh, we just appreciate your transparency today and for being so generous with your time, and we say thank you. And for, for everyone out there listening, keep stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you.